Hi, it's Deborah. Before we dive into this week's conversation, can I ask you a couple of quick questions? Have you at any point thought to yourself, hmm, I like to talk and share experiences. I wonder if I could create a podcast. Or I wonder if having a podcast would benefit my business in any way. Is this something I should explore? Well, if you're anything like I was, you may be a bit curious as to podcasting and what it takes, but you may not have had the time or bandwidth to actually sit and do the homework that's involved in getting the podcasting answers you need. Well, you can stop wondering. Click the connect with me link in the show notes to schedule a quick, free 10 to 15 minute chat about your podcasting curiosity. Listen, I absolutely understand that sometimes you just have a few quick questions and don't really have or want or need to invest the time or money or to conduct these massive internet searches to get the quick information you are looking for. So let's chat. I am here for you and happy to answer any podcasting questions you may have to determine if hopping on the podcasting train is right for you. All right, without further ado... On to this week's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another mini cast episode on the Have a Seat Conversations with Women in the Workplace podcast. I am your host, Deborah. For those of you who may be a bit new to my podcast, um, every once in a while, I will hop on the mic and do a solo show, which I like to call mini casts. Uh, yes, my show is 99.9% interview style show. Uh, but like I said, every once in a while, I will just do one of these, a mini cast to show to share with you some um, interesting tidbits or some thoughts that I have, or maybe something came across my you know, come across my desk or in my orbit in the last couple of weeks and I can't, and I just ran to the microphone because I couldn't wait to share it with you. Uh, so here we are. Welcome back to another one of their mini casts. How are we? Let's check in. How are you doing? Can you believe it is middle of the year? I'm recording this. It is May. I can't believe it. Amazing. Um, I have to say it hasn't been going by too fast for me, which I am fine with. Uh, I'm glad. So far, 2022 seems to have pumped the brakes a bit (laughs) and um, have given me a little bit of time, which is nice, which is really nice. So, but Today, if you'll just bear with me for the next few minutes, I would love to talk to you about, it might seem like a boring topic, but bear with me just for a few minutes. I promise to keep it short. Um, Training. Training. I know. I know. Odd, right? It's like, what do you mean by that, Deb? Well, let me tell you. Something floated across my my desk this week that spoke to... um, training someone new. You know, when you're onboarding someone new and as a, either a new team member, or maybe that's, you know, a part of your role is to help people, you know, get up to speed. Um, when we are tasked with doing that, I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact that we forget what it's like to be new, what it's like to be in that other person's shoes. And what I'm speaking to in a larger context is having empathy when onboarding or being tasked with training a new individual to your organization or to your team or to your department. 
And I, I think this resonated with me because as some of you may or may not know, I onboarded with a new, or I started, excuse me, with a new organization in December. And I was partnered with a fellow executive assistant who uh, took me under her wing pretty much the first, you know, two weeks and really, you know, in a remote environment, virtually walked me through the onboarding process. And I was so grateful and she did such a wonderful job of, of it that it really, and then I read this article this week and the two just sort of clicked in my head because I had such a wonderful onboarding experience. And I think part of the reason why is because this individual that I was partnered with had an understanding of what it's like to be new. She really seemed to embrace that and she took her training and her onboarding from using that lens. And I really applaud her for doing that because, and, I, and I'll put myself in this too, not wagging any fingers. If anything, I'm wagging it in, in my face as well because I've been on both sides as a trainer and a trainee. And sidebar, as, as for sake of, for simplicity in this quick show, I'm using the word trainer and trainee just to sort of break it down, you know, just to kind of, you know, those are just terms that we can all generally associate with. Um, we've both been on those sides of the equation. And I think it is so important that empathy play a large role on both sides. So to quickly go through what I'm, what I'm talking about here. I think when I say empathy, I think that can be overwhelming for many, especially when you talk about empathy in a training sense or an onboarding sense. I think that, you know, for some, some of you that might be like, what? I don't, what? I don't have time. What are you talking about? I'm just trying to get this person up to speed. Yes, totally appreciate that. And dimes to dollars, you are trying to get this person up to speed in a limited time frame <laughs> because you only have so much time allocated to get them up to speed. Um, but I think possessing and executing just a little bit of empathy as you go about training or onboarding this person will pay off in huge ways later on down the line. So please keep that empathy hat on as a trainer and as a trainee, because keep as a trainer, let me just go there first. Let me break it down into two segments. First, we'll talk about the being a trainer, and then we'll talk about being a trainee as a trainer. Please remember in regards to empathy that first of all, you were there once yourself, once upon a time, many moons ago, you were also new to the organization, to the department, to the fill in the blank. So try to remember what it was like for you to be new and what that felt like being hit with the policies, the procedures, the company culture, the terminology, and Lord forbid the acronyms. Let's not forget the acronyms, right? Try to remember what it was like. Because remember that the person you're onboarding, the person you're training doesn't know what you know. They will soon because you are awesome and you are going to get them there, but they don't know what you know. So keep that in mind. Remember what it was like. They don't quite know what you know. Also keep in mind the way you onboarded, the way you were, quote, taught, the way you were trained may not be the way that they now are being onboarded or trained or introduced. So keep in mind those differences as well as a trainer. 
keep in mind, basically, it, to put a bow around it, you might have come to your your knowledge base in a completely different way than they are. So as a trainer, I think it really matters to keep that empathy hat on and to remember, A, what it was like to be new and to be hit with all of this stuff at once. Oh my gosh, we know what it's like. The first 40 hours, you know, our first week is just, you start on Monday, by that Friday, you are damn near exhausted, mentally exhausted because you so much has been hit with you. So many people, places, things, objects, you know, has been hit with you. Whether you're onboarding remotely or hybrid or face-to-face, you are being hit with a lot and it's, it's emotionally and mentally exhausting. So remember what that's like to be new. Remember also that the person you're onboarding, you're getting up to speed, your quote training may not learn the same way you do. So please frame your training materials with that lens. And that all speaks to empathy. Have empathy. Maybe have a dialogue before anything happens that Monday morning. Have a virtual coffee. Maybe have a real coffee. And get to know that person a little bit. And if you flat out have to ask, what is your learning style? Are you a visual learner? Are you more, are you heavy on data? Do you like to just be given a lot of material and sort of sift through it at your own pace? Have those conversations. Be brave in the moment. Because being their trainer means more than just, here's where the bathroom is. Here's where the break room is. Here's what what this acronym means. Here, It goes beyond the tactical. It also speaks to being empathetic and compassionate and meeting that learner, meeting that trainee where they're at. If you can take just a few minutes to do that initially, I dare I say it will guarantee a smoother transition down the line because now you are meeting them where they're at. You understand what type of learner they are, what their style of learning is, is maybe even what their knowledge base is. Who knows? They may have done their homework and they may know a whole lot more that which may cut down on some of the material you may have to go over. So as a trainer, let's remember to have empathy. And by exercising that, possibly having some pre-conversations, a get-to-know-you sort of conversation before we embark on that whole onboarding trainee adventure. (laughs) Uh, I think a little will go a long way. And remember also, even after you have that get-to-know-you conversation and all is well, and now you're going down that yellow brick road of onboarding or training, people learn differently from each other. So let's remember one thing that might help is what I've done myself is maybe after every two or three uh, tasks, for lack of a better word, or two or three uh, onboarding um, items are checked off or... or uh, uh, information flow is done, I'll stop or or just remember to stop, hit pause and check in. So where are we at? Um, any questions on where we're at so far? Anything that I maybe glossed over or need you need maybe some additional clarification on? Anything we need to re- go over again? Give them, however you phrase it, give them a little space, maybe after every two or three and just check in. 
Give them some space to breathe a little bit. Give them some time to reflect. Uh, just check in with them, whatever that looks like. It's going to look like, it's going to look different for everybody because every scenario is different. But give them that grace. Let them know it's okay to stop and take a breath and sort of recapture what was all ju- what we just all went over. Everybody learns differently. They don't know what you know, but they will with your help. But remember, they don't know what you know. Everybody learns differently. And you can go a long way to aiding them in this with a successful onboarding by putting on your empathy hat for a little while and remembering what it was like for you when you were, when you were new. Because trust me, we've all been on the receiving end as trainees on with people who eh, didn't really keep all of this in mind and they were just going along at their own clip just like okay you got that next and you are just what is I don't good god I hope I got everything and you don't know whether to take notes or listen because lord knows it's really hard to do both in the moment like that right to take notes and listen because you're afraid you're going to miss something um which is a great segue into the next um item on my list to discuss on the show which is being the trainee now being the trainee you do have a little bit of responsibility as well to also wear the empathy hat. Again, we've all been there. We've all been on the receiving end of being onboarded and trained and brought up to speed on what's going on. Um, So have a little empathy with the person training you. First of all, they may not have volunteered for this. This may be something that they were voluntold to do. So chances are you're not dealing with an experienced trainer or onboarder. You may, this person may just have been picked out of random from the group or drew the short straw, so to speak. And they're like, Hey, uh, you, my friend drew the short straw. You get to train our new hire next week. Yay for you. And this may be this person's first time ever having to help onboard somebody. It may be their first time ever having to, uh, approach a new hire in this way, in this role, as in a trainer role. So again, you know, have some empathy with them. If a pre-conversation isn't initiated, maybe as a trainee, you can offer that. Uh, so Deborah, I see that, you know, you and I are partnered up on Monday morning. Um, do you want to maybe grab a coffee before we begin? Or if you meet them in a, in a quote lobby, either virtual or in real life, you know, when they shake your hand, hi, welcome aboard. I'm going to show you the ropes. Great. Is there, do you want, do we have time to, to squeeze in a quick coffee or tea? I would love to just chat for a few minutes, you know, whatever, again, that's going to look different for everybody, but maybe if one is not initiated or suggested or suggested as a trainee, it's perfectly fine. I think to suggest, a little pre-conversation. Get to know the person who's onboarding you or training you a little bit. Now, this is outside of HR. I'm talking about like the individual from your department or from your org who has been tasked with onboarding you, you know, within your department or your org, you know, not the HR person, but the uh, the other, right? Um, get to know them. Even a few minutes will help you get to know them, which will then help you maybe frame where they're coming from in their training style, in their delivery, in what they're even covering with you. Uh, so maybe if it's open to you, maybe offer to a little pre, a little pre conversation. And then as the onboarding happens, as the training is going, don't be afraid to hit that pause button. If one is not offered to you, 
don't be afraid to say, okay, before we move on to that next um, item that you want to cover, just for clarity's sake, can we just quickly go back over just so I make sure I'm writing notes. I just want to make sure I captured all the key points that you just discussed. Or I just want to make sure I get this acronym right because I have a feeling it's going to be coming up a lot. So, you know, and, and I guarantee stop. You're not wasting anybody's time, first of all. And I don't at, on the, at the risk of sounding a little militant, this is your right <laughs> to stop and ask questions. This is your onboarding. Okay, so this needs to be framed for your understanding. So don't be afraid to stop or ask for a pause or a clarification or um, a review every two or three or as often as you need. It is not a bother. As someone who has been on the other side of that as a trainer who has been tasked with onboarding people, it's actually beneficial if you stop. The more you stop and ask for clarification, actually, the faster it goes because we're covering things. It's really not uh, conducive to being progressive if at the end of the day, you then go to your trainer and say, okay, so to circle back on what you said, what you said back at 10 a.m. when we went over X, uh, I have some questions. And then it's like, oh, okay, what do we, what, now we got to go back. You got to put on your, you got to hit that rewind button and go back on, you know, the entire day. What do we talk? So asking questions in the moment, you are not wasting anyone's time. If anything, you are actually aiding and moving that needle forward by stopping every so often and asking for a clarification and for a review of subject matter. Remember, this is your onboarding too. And same rules apply. Everybody learns differently. Everybody teaches differently. So have that grace in mind as you go about as a trainee. Keep that in mind. This person is probably, you know, I bet not a, you know, experienced trainer. Again, they were probably more than likely voluntold to do this. So have a little grace, a little patience, uh, but don't be afraid to ask for clarification and to engage in that way. That's the best advice I can give you. And again, as somebody who's been on both sides of the house, as somebody who has had to onboard people, I found that stopping every so often, asking for, for clarification, and you know me, I am a conversation starter. So I always approach those types of you know tasks or those relationships with a pre-conversation. I will invite the person to have a quick coffee, whether it's in my office or uh, maybe kill two birds with one stone by inviting them for coffee in the break room. So now they see where the break room is and we're having coffee and getting to know each other. It takes maybe like five to 10 minutes. I'm not saying have this in total elongated discussion, but in that first few minutes, you will learn more about the other person, both verbally and non-verbally than you will if you're just like jumping to the onboarding the minute they walk in the door, right? Now, sometimes there may not be time for that in, in the morning or, or in the, in the you know, beginning of the onboarding uh, time together. But guess what? That's what a lunch hour is for. Yay. <laughs> so maybe, maybe if, if there are other plans aren't made or maybe you can make this a part of their agenda for the day is that the two of you will take at least the first half of that lunch hour, if it even is an hour, right? Let's spend the first 30 minutes together to kind of talk over what, you know, what we went over, uh, cover any questions you may have that I wasn't able to answer. And maybe you can take that time to get to know them a little bit better. And then if, as you, if you learn something you didn't learn before, the second half of the day, maybe you can slightly, if you were paying attention with your empathetic hat and listening to hear, 
and not listening just so you can jump in with what you want to say. That should sound very familiar to those of you who follow me. You know, I'm a huge advocate for listening, to listen, listen to hear and not to just so you can speak. Um, You will pick up on subtle clues that may shape how you approach the second half of the training day, right? So if you can't have some, a conversation, brief conversation to get to know you in the morning, having it at lunchtime is, I think, equally as good. I've done both myself and they both have paid off hugely. Now, every organization is different. You may not have time to do either one of those. If that's the case, at the end of the day, first of all, if you have any control over it, let the new employee off easy. Let them off like 30 minutes early or even maybe, dare I say, an hour early. Read the room. If they are like running low, (laughs) if their energy is running low, again, remember what it was like when you were new. Remember, it's a lot coming at you, especially that first day. If if you have any say, if there's any wiggle room whatsoever, I am a huge advocate for letting that person off the hook. Like if you say like, for example, your day technically ends at five, let them go like at four, four, 15, throw that out there and maybe not go home. Like if that's really not in your, you know, purview to do, but let them off the, the proverbial hook, so to speak. If they have an office or they have their own desk or cubicle, say, you know what, for the last half hour of the day or the last hour of the day, I'm just going to let, let you be you. I'm just going to let all of this soak in take all the material, go back to your office and or your desk and just sort of read through it all, maybe write up some questions so when we regroup tomorrow, we can tackle some of those issues or questions you have head on. I can tell you as a trainee, as someone who is being onboarded, giving me that space to kind of reflect and gather my thoughts after a full day of just coming at me, of stuff, of information flow coming at me was so appreciative. And to me, when I was a recipient of that act of kindness, that trainer to me had an empathy hat on and read the room. They could obviously tell or they remembered what it was like to be new and to need some space, at least that first day, at least that first day. And I'm going to throw this out there as a cherry on the Sunday. If you can let them off the hook on Friday too, that would be lovely. You know, like Friday, four o'clock, four thirty, whatever. Say, so, you know, this I'm sure this week has been a tremendous learning experience for you. I'm sure a lot has come at you. It's Friday. I can only imagine how you're feeling. Listen, if you want to stay, I'm gonna we're gonna end the training now. It's four o'clock. You are welcome to call it a day and we will see you on Monday or I'm going to let you do, you know, it's up to you. Or if you just want to sit at your desk and again, sort of go over everything for the week, get yourself ready for next week, whatever, this is your time, but I'm going to leave you to it. Believe me, I've been on both sides. I have offered that to others and have been the recipient of that act of kindness and empathy. And it is huge. As somebody who has offered that to people I've had to, um, you know, fellow team members I've had to onboard in the past, I can literally see the relief in their face and in their eyes. (laughs) And I'm sure you all can too. If you're not chuckling along with me right now, I don't even know. But you know, you can see they're like, oh, sometimes they actually say it like, thank you. That is so appreciated. I, I, there's a lot that I want to kind of get together, get my head around. They love that. 
You know, they, they love that. And then as a recipient of that, I love it. I appreciate it because for the same exact reason, thank you. You know, I, I really appreciate that. Thanks for noticing. I could really use this time to sort of regroup, get my thoughts together. So when Monday morning, I'm ready to just, you know, hit the ground running. So the reason why I'm bringing all this up to just to put kind of in conclusion, in conclusion, uh, I, we all know that we are in a period of huge transformation and huge transition. Uh, there's a lot of moving around. There's a lot of, I'm quitting, I'm, I'm being hired, I'm moving from this position to this position, this role to this role, sometimes within the same organization, sometimes outside of our organization. And for some, they're even now their own boss. They, are, they have stepped into the land of entrepreneurship and that is fabulous as well. There is, a not, there is a lot of newness going on and you will either be the trainee or you will be the trainer. And I just wanted to quickly hop on the mic and remind us in either of those roles to execute to the best of our ability, kindness, patience, and most of all, empathy. You're going to need to give each other that grace right now. It is so important. So that's it. That that wraps up my <laughs> that wraps up my mini cast this week. I know, I know, I know. I said I'd keep it short, and I hope you found some value in this. I I did, and as somebody who recently again onboarded in December, I really felt this topic was important. As we go, you know, as we go along month after month, congratulating new you know our new our friends and family on new roles that they have. I just thought it was very relevant to uh, what we see happening out there in the workspace. So. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, you know, I like to leave the show with a quote and it goes like this. Where there is perfection, there is no story to tell by Ben Oakry. Love that quote. I, I, that just speaks to the fact that it's okay to me. My takeaway is it's okay to be a little messy. Um, if you're perfect or if, if you're, if you, that's how you, you know, project, there's nothing interesting to tell. There's nothing colorful. There's nothing messy to share. Um, there's no, there's no, um, relevancy. Others won't connect with you. There's no connection, uh, because who wants to connect with perfection, right? All the time. So anyway, Ben Oakry, where there is perfection, there is no story to tell. So be messy folks. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, as always, I do appreciate your listenership. Thank you for listening. And remember, keep having those conversations.